evening everyone happy monday hope you had a great weekend and enjoying the uh, upturn in temperatures because i'm sure it's uh, just as warm down there as it has been up here um welcome to Falls Rushin as we continue our uh, our review of the season this time we'll kick off tonight's episode looking at all things Swindon Town women um, before tonight's panel then get quizzed on the uh, on the men's season and also we'll give uh, our, some of our regular panellists a chance to have their say on the retained list as well. Before we say hello and good evening to everyone that is appearing, let's roll the titles. Take my hands. Take my whole life too But I can't help falling in love with you I'm afraid what I lack in uh, generic food chat openings uh, tonight, I make up for in returning guests and panelists that everyone know and loves. Starting with probably the soon-to-be winner of panelist of the year. Good evening, Nick. Oh, hello, Fifey. How you doing? Very, very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, nice bit of sunshine today. Uh, more pleasant walks rather than uh, worrying about cold and rain. So it's all good. <laughs> And uh, you've had a, a couple of, of episodes away while I've been running a few specials here and there, but uh, I know you've been watching along. How have you found some of the panellists in your absence? Uh, they've been rubbish. You don't want them back on again. <laughs> 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 no, the total opposite to that. It, it was uh, the one with all the uh, different podsters on was excellent. Yeah, really, yeah, re loved it, really enjoyed it. So uh, it's great to uh, have a variety. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's uh, just saying hello to everyone in the chat. I can see Hank's there. Season can be summed up in a word, shit. Yep. Nice and straightforward. That's our job done. Night, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Ben's there as well, saying that he, he'll look to jump on uh, when he finishes work at 10. I'm sure Jack wrote that one for him, though, because he wouldn't possibly be typing in the live chat while he's at work. He wouldn't no, be that no. stupid. <laughs> and... Uh, but of course, Joe says that Nick has her vote. Oh, for, love you, Joe! For panelist of the year, <laughs> as always, the uh, the live chat is open on Facebook and YouTube, and our tweets are open as well. So, uh, send in any comments on anything you hear tonight. Uh, next, let's uh, let's have a warm welcome back uh, to to one of our uh, dear friends of Fools. Uh, welcome back to the panel, Mark. How are you, sir? Not too bad, boy, for you. Yeah, good. Delighted to have you on. I know we were just talking off. Uh, we were talking off camera. You've been swatting up on all the stats, ready for tonight's quiz, haven't you? Uh, apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've come on purposely so that Woody doesn't win another one. In fairness, mate, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. Let alone anything else. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to this. Um, well, let's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's say hello to the man whose camera is turned off, but he has message to say he is here. Woody, can you hear us? Uh, 
Wow. How we doing? No, there's an entrance. It was, you do realise my... I've now got to put something in the description about copyrighted music as well. Yeah, it came off YouTube. <laughs> copy, copy. Yeah, How are you, sir? How's things? I am really good today, actually. I am That's probably because there was no swimming game at the weekend. No, um, no, so there wasn't. I'm, I'm, I'm very good. How are you? Yes, good, thank you. If not a little bit warm. Uh, you were at the races the other day. I was, and I didn't lose money. Well, I lost money, but I didn't lose more money than I won. So uh, I'm, I came away happy um, and hangover free on Sunday, which was brilliant. Gamble responsibly, kids. Yeah, gamble responsibly, kids. <laughs> we just got to put those important public announcement yeah. messages out. Um, you were Don't... saying, again, you were saying off camera, that's your first trip to the races. Uh, you, uh, you enjoyed yeah. it, yeah? Yeah, 35 years old and I'd never been to the races. Um, but yeah, no, it was really good. Good atmosphere. Obviously, I was there for a stag do as well. So um, it was an all-day drinking sesh. I mean, all-day um, gathering. Being adults, and, sesh, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and gambling responsibly. Um, <laughs> Drink responsibly, yeah, I saw, gamble I responsibly. I saw Wazza, who is obviously Mr. Races. So uh, that was that was good. Um yeah, but no, it was it was really good. I think I'm going to make a little bit of a habit of it, but maybe not a dangerous habit. <laughs> good. Yeah. Wow. Wow, we're off to a cracking yeah. start. Copyrighted <laughs> music and making a habit of turning up at the races and gambling. Incredible stuff. <laughs> you wait until you find out who our new sponsor is on our away shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Just Woody at the races. Mm. Uh, Jay Jamie makes a very good point. Kids shouldn't gamble, even responsibly. <laughs> Yeah, those two P machines. <laughs> Kids are taught from a young age. Kids are taught from a young age. People have still cottoned on yet. They certainly, certainly are. Uh, gents, we have someone else waiting in the wings to come on and say hello. Um, and it was, and it, sorry, I, I'm, I'm not prepared for this at all today. I've been rushing to get everything sorted. I can't talk. It's unbelievable scenes still no one's ever claimed we were professional have they uh hello and good evening to alice how are you i was i was fine until i thought woody was going to start stripping off <laughs> <laughs> I was having a panic attack. So, not even ready for that watershed yet i wasn't <laughs> <laughs> Didn't <know> where to look. <laughs> however if we run out of ideas for summer content woody <laughs> that might might have to go on the list Just, <laughs> Just as we're on the ride. Just as we're on the ride. Yeah, just as we're on the ride. <laughs> yes. Jeez. Um, you've been at Pepper Pig World, Alice. I have. Been living at large. <laughs> how was how was it? Time of my life. To be fair, it was quite funny. <laughs> my little girl, she's only two and she's like really small and skinny, and I put her on a roller coaster. <laughs> Sorry, just cracking up it. She was just led there. Like, literally on top of me, she was that scared. It's probably not funny, but it was funny. <laughs> and uh, did, did you meet any of the uh, any of the celebrity characters from the series of Peppa Pig? No, because my daughter's very impatient and wouldn't wait in the line. So, I happily didn't meet anyone. Perfect. <laughs> uh, where does she get her impatience from? Is that a trait I, from you? I'm not too sure. I don't know where she gets the anger from no patience, the attitude, the rudeness. I'm not sure where she gets it from. I'm still looking at that. 
Um, thank you, as ever, for, for coming on to join us. Uh, not quite the episode that, that we had in mind, but, uh, but nonetheless, we have, a, we have a season to review. We spent the last week or so going through uh, the men's team, and now we get, uh, we get your sort of insights into the season that's been for Swindon Town Women. So thank you very much. No worries. Thank you. Um, I was going through various sort of stats and stuff as I was trying to think what what the right sort of questions to ask you would be about this. But the, the best place to start, I think, overall, um, how would you rate your own season personally? Do, do you think it's it's been good, indifferent, what you expected? I think from the start, I remember this time last season speaking to Annie, Annie Colston, our striker, and she said to me, do you know what, Bouds? If you can get Matt, if you can get fit like ninety minutes, I think you'll be all right. Because obviously every preseason you sort of worry. You just worry if you're going to be in the team for next season and or what your role's going to be like. And I know the previous year I just come back from having Albert. It wasn't probably my worst season that I can remember. I enjoyed coming back, but I just wasn't anywhere near where I wanted to be. Just in terms of playing, in terms of reaction times, things like that. But I was happy to still be be able to be a part of games. And to be fair, near the end of the season, I was playing most games 90 minutes, but I just knew that I could give a little bit more. So I really worked on myself in pre-season. I remember thinking, do you know what? She's right. I've still got it. I just need to get a little bit fitter. And then obviously being made captain, I think that just made me really up my game 100%. And I think it's what I needed just mentally to think like these girls, they probably don't, but you think that, oh, everyone relies on you. Like I need to show them I need to be putting the best foot forward because I shouldn't ask them what I wouldn't do. So I remember just, I think that really played like an influential part of my season as being made captain. So I can just sort of like push on and show them what I expect of myself is what I expect of them. No, yeah, not bad. Not bad. I think I did all right. Well, I, I mean... probably had my best game on Sunday at that bloody Legends game, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> It's it's always going to be when the uh, when the pressure is off, shall we say? You, you can just relax into it. Um, I think the pressure was on. Oh, I was a bit scared. I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to get hurt, but it's actually I enjoyed myself. It's good. Good. I'm glad you did. And and uh, uh, unfortunately, I was able to make it. But the uh, the reviews I've I've seen and heard from people, it was a it's a good afternoon all round for those involved and those watching. So uh, hopefully, plenty of of money raised as well. But uh, glad to hear you enjoyed it. Um. I I was looking, as I say, through um through, through various sort of websites to find the stats and stuff, and I did pick out twenty eight appearances for you this season and and two yellow cards. Only two. Uh, that's a, not bad. Just two. Uh, yeah, yeah, just, just two. two. It's not even bad. That's like a that's good. good. Season. Yeah, the referees must be lazy on the paperwork this year. <laughs> <laughs> some of some of them like me, like some of the like linesmen, like they like say to me, they're like, Alice, you can't can't keep doing that, so I'm gonna have to flag it in a minute. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll try my hardest. Alice, do you get fined if you get yellow carded? Personally, would you mm. find someone like me? You wouldn't, would you? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think you might have to. Yeah. That means anyone who isn't wearing the captain's armband gets gets. But to be honest, if I have had, I'm quite a bad person. I don't mean to, but 
it just happens but I've always got in my head James always used to say to me like just don't give away a penalty don't fat like and so it's always in my head so I really tried not to this this year Mike's going in early she used to get two yellows per match that's probably true <laughs> <laughs> um, if you go right back to, to the beginning of the season, what, what was kind of the aim for, for the club, do you think? Because it's been a it's it's been quite a wild ride this year for, for different reasons. So do you think ultimately how the season's ended is kind of on par of where you hoped it would be at the beginning? Yeah, obviously it's been a bit of a wild ride this season for a lot of different reasons, but Ultimately, we wanted to stay in the league. And I think at the start of the season, there was a few people that were dubious that we'd be able to sort of get mid-table. I think people were expecting us to get sort of bottom end of the table from because of previous years. But I think we all rallied round and we all really started to gel and work together as a team. And to be fair, there was times and even up till near the end, we, we there was a strong possibility we could have been really up there like third or yeah. fourth. And we all believed that. And obviously a few things didn't go our way and other bits and pieces happened, but we didn't stop. We didn't stop believing. We just kept driving. And I think sometimes we su like surprised ourselves. Like the first couple of games of the season, like that Bournemouth at home game, like what an incredible game that was. And I think when we played that, I think we all just looked at each other in the changing rooms and thought, yeah, do you know what? We're not bad at this. <laughs> we can play football. Well well, you certainly proved early doors that, um, that as a as a team, you're going to be able to play at this level. If I was to ask you, do you know what your longest unbeaten run of this season was? Do you know how many games? Oh, I don't even know what I had for breakfast. Uh, <laughs> I'd say three. Six. Six unbeaten towards That's the start of the season. Good, isn't it? Yeah, very, very. Um, and and that must have that must have built confidence for for individuals and the team as a whole to start as strongly as that. Yeah, I think even during the end of the season, we started looking back at footage from the first couple of games, and we were literally like, "Wow, that we played so well together!" And we actually wanted to try and rec like try and copy it a little bit because there were some of the patterns of play and some of the confidence that we were playing with was incredible and we were like we need to get back to doing things like that again like obviously during a season and people coming in and out sometimes things can slip or you start playing a certain way because you're getting results but when you take a look out like when you take a look at actually from a game not playing the game when you're looking out from a game and you can see you can see in what's happening we thought Do you know what that's how we want to play. And I think we started with good habits in the start of the season, which ultimately led us to like staying up, like being the, in the middle table. And I think I'm proud of where we've come, especially with what's happened this season. I think we've done really well. Uh, Mike has gone in saying, um, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Swinon and Mayfield both exceeded what he expected from them. Celsius and Keenshan didn't do as well as he thought they would do. Um, you, you kind of alluded to it, um, and I've purposely done that, because I feel it's been a while since we alluded to anything for all the regulars out there. Um, it, it didn't quite end the season in, in the style perhaps you wanted, um, with the longest winless run 
seven, I believe it accounted to going up to the end of the season. Was, was it a disappointment in the end? I wouldn't really say a disappointment in the end. I think, obviously, with things that went on in the club, I think the last couple of games, we we had we all had a point to prove and we all wanted to showcase the best of our ability and we were playing in a different way. But I think, as always, the structure was still there. We knew how we wanted to play and we didn't want to play a certain way. We wanted to, we wanted to play a certain way and we didn't want to... Like, obviously, you want to play a certain way to win, but equally you want to play a certain way that you've trained through the whole year as well. Like, we all, we all had goals and different things. Even if we're not winning games or we're drawing games, there's things in the game that obviously people off, off the... Uh, like, the fans don't see that maybe we're trying to do, like, a pattern of play or we're trying to play a certain way. So there's still small things being ticked off the list. So it's never... It's, it's never a disappointment. It's just we would have liked to have won more games and like especially the Portishead game, we should have won that really. We let that slip and it's, it is gutting, but equally at the same time, there was a lot of positives to take from that game and I tried to be like a positive, upbeat person about it rather than wallowing in it because I think otherwise that can bring the girls' moods down as well because sometimes maybe someone didn't play as well as they wanted to or something didn't go their way and they get a little bit down and once one person gets down it just affects the whole camp so it's just trying to keep everyone's attitude the same well in in terms of um attitude and morale and and all linked sort of associated terms like that there can't be anything better um, than consecutive wins by scoring 10 goals as you had earlier in the season and, and you were part of the team in both of those games what, what what's it like being part of such a comprehensive victory and then to do it back to back I think the first game when we played at the county ground and it was obviously quite a big um big school line against Polton Rovers I wouldn't say I was disappointed not at the school line but I wanted people to come to that game and really see what women's football was all about. And from us, obviously, they saw that we're winning, we're scoring goals, and that really brings in people, it brings in fans, it opens the eyes to the younger generation, that, oh, I want to play like that player, I want to score goals like Annie, I want to do this. And it, But at the same time, it's not like showcasing what women's football is all about, because... We're not in this. We're not in the same league. They, they, they haven't got the players that we have. They're a lower division than us. It makes women's football look like oh, that's a ten-nil school line. It looks not bad, but do you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. Look. Yeah. And for us, we wanted to go out there. We're obviously the more professional team. We wanted to obviously inspire the next generation. But for me, I really wanted like a game like the Plymouth game. I know we lost, but that was a really tough game. Two teams yeah. head to head. It was, I know like they did win, but most of the game, you didn't know who was going to win because we both battled so hard. And for me, that was a better game to watch. But I can understand if you've got young ones and things like that, you want to bring them to a game where you're winning 10-0. But obviously it is lovely to be a part of that game, seeing like your teammates doing different things, scoring goals, smile on their faces. We had a good night out after. Can't beat it, but I love winning and playing in football matches, but equally I love to play in those. I'm a bit weird. I love to play in the nitty hard games. 
See, I, I personally don't think that's weird because that's when you probably get the more, for want of a better phrase, job satisfaction. You know, it's 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 nice and lovely, like you say, to to go and and win a game with with relative ease, um, with with all due respect to the opposition at the time. But you know, you probably get more out of it if, it, if it's a tight, combative, tactical, whichever type of a like encounter it is, and you come away with the win. You probably get a lot more out of it personally. Yeah, I just enjoy games like that, and I just love smashing people. <laughs> um, you mentioned um, a, a couple of your your teammates there, and this season in particular, at least for me, uh, you know, um, yourself obviously, and, and Woody would be much more aware. But I feel this year there's been a lot more. Um, exposure to sort of getting to know a lot of the players and and we people are understanding a lot more obviously the, the goal return of, of Annie and I, I saw um on social media that you had like um I think Gypsy Vivash won players player of the year and made team of the year alongside Annie um and I think it was it Meg Attenborough as well got made the list of top opposition player of the matches so just goes to show that the recognition for the hard work that you were speaking about earlier. Yeah, definitely. I think the presence on social media by a lot more different people wanting to get to know us, wanting to retweet things is what's pushing the girls, especially to want to play better, but want to get their name out there as well. And I think, especially with the social media doing like the get the team of the year and things like that, like especially having two of our girls in there, it may, it, it's a proud moment and it's not just Swindon fans tweeting that out, it's other, it's other fans and things like that and it's just getting the whole scope of everything bigger which is more than what we can ask and I think this season there's been a real push on a lot of social medias to do that and I think it's like a full-time job, you know, retweeting <laughs> all these things for Annie scoring another goal and whatnot, seeing another video. <laughs> are you suggesting that there's just not enough Alice Bowden appreciation posts there's not obviously Nick my top appreciator but <laughs> there's not I don't know what it <laughs> no I am everyone's biggest fan and obviously Gypsy <laughs> Gypsy and Annie well-deserved winners in what they won this year two phenomenal players that I've had like I've known Gypsy a long time, I've known Annie a few years, the best season I've seen both of them have and to have that recognition this year, not just from their teammates, but from the league and other teams as well is phenomenal. And I'm glad they were able to see what we've been able to play with and stuff like that. But if Annie keeps scoring any more goals and I see all these videos, <laughs> maybe I'll score a goal next year. Wait, wait. Uh, do you know what? I'm backing you to do so. Absolutely I tried to this to year, it just didn't happen. <laughs> um, there's quite clearly a a talented crop of of young girls coming through as well. We've seen um, in the first team, Emerson Evans has has got a lot of um, quite right, quite rightly got a lot of attention. Um, but we had the under 18s obviously win their their cup final recently as well, and. Uh, for yourself, I, I know how how knowledgeable and aware of all things going on you are. That, it, it must be great for you to see that happening as well. There is. I love that we have an under-18s team because it's just amazing to see so many young girls want to 
take part in football, but equally that they want to play as high as they can. They want to learn from everyone. Obviously, we all know Grace. She's an absolute character. And I think yeah. having someone like her in the team and in and around the team, like everyone loves her. Everyone wants her to do well, as well as all the under 18s, because some of them are obviously quite shy. Obviously, they're only quite young. When I was that age, I was thrusted straight into first team football. And to be honest, it was a bit scary. And I think them doing the under 18 pathway is exactly what we need because going into a league like into our tier is it's a lot and fair play to Emerson she she was able to cope with it but sometimes it's difficult to cope because you've got the right player but you need to give them the time but you don't want to give them too much time because too much time can be detrimental but not enough times detrimental as well it's really difficult to get it right but these girls they want to learn they're doing everything right and I'm so gutted I couldn't get to the final. I was actually taking my husband to um, a Premier League game for his birthday. So I thought, oh, I'll just book Southampton because they're normally like mid-table. <laughs> I didn't realise they were getting relegated, did I? The rele relegation part, I thought, no wonder I could get tickets. <laughs> oh, superb. Absolutely superb. So I missed, to be fair... I don't know what was I don't know what was better the relegation party or the under 18 to win in because it was quite good but I am proud of them and just seeing them at the award ceremony on Thursday they're all all together as a team you can see how well they've bonded and all want each other to do well which is also really lovely that's actually something we've commented a lot on not just the the under 18s when we've been talking to likes of Grace but something we've spoken a lot about the sort of first team this year, um, particularly as, as a few more of us have had opportunities to actually go and, and watch you play, is, is the camaraderie within the team that you've had this year. And I, and I think that helps. I mean, obviously, the, the, the exposure that we spoke about, um, characters like yourself, where your personalities really come through, um, it, it sort of attracts people into it. But when you see that team spirit actually on the pitch in the game that we all love to watch. It's, it, it really does take everything to another level. Yeah. I think the environment that was created at the start of the season was a really happy and positive one. I think from last season, it sort of needed that we needed a little bit of a change up. We needed a positive atmosphere. We needed it to be like that. And it was created and I think everyone just really brought into that. Everyone really wants everyone to do well. Obviously, if someone's playing in your position and you're, you're not on the pitch, obviously it is still difficult and you obviously will for your teammate and your team to want to do well, but there was never any like bad vibes. Everyone just wanted the best for the team. And I think that's why we were so resilient with what's gone on the season. We're all just resilient. We're all there for each other. And I think as a team, that's all, that's all you want. Uh, Mike's come in um, and he wants to know uh, why haven't the first team done karaoke videos like the under 18s? Well, Mike, we have. But... <laughs> they've never, they've never made it to, uh, to social. They can't. Media. Some of them can't make it to TikToks. So I think they'd be banned for a few things. <laughs> for, for, for the choice of song. Choice of songs. If people are wearing what they're wearing, what they're not wearing. <laughs> Okay. How many Diet Cokes they've drunk? <laughs> oh, me, there wouldn't be much on, I'd just be... There's 
obviously been um, so many possible highlights to pick out. We've spoken in, in recent weeks and months, obviously, about games at the county ground, things like that. And, and there's obviously a lot more to come. I mean, we 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 flashed up a couple of pictures in the other episode. We had the 10-0 the win that you mentioned about. We, we've seen goals start trending on social media. We've seen photos of saves trending on social media. Is there anything you can pick out? Whether, uh, do you know what? Because I know you don't like talking about yourself first and foremost. Is there I any do, personal but, you know, highlights that, that you could pick out? If I was to say, have you got a, a tackle of the season or a clearance of the season, anything like that for, from you? you know, I did, a, I did a good one the other day. And you know that bloody alarm thing that was going off on your phone? <laughs> yeah. The cameras did it. I was beautiful. I did it on the line. Amen. <laughs> no, to be fair. Moment of the seat, like a, I just love a tackle. There's, I think there's been a few that have been on the line that I've managed to get, or there's been a few where I try, like, I'm obviously, I'm really pacey fast, as everyone knows, but where I've tracked someone back and I somehow I've got there and I've managed to make a last ditch a tackle. That's what I love, just making those last ditch tackles. You think they're in on goal, and then I come in. I would say like a silent assassin, but I don't probably, I'm probably panting so hard that I'm not very <laughs> silent. Uh, I, I like that you're very self-deprecating about yourself as well. I am, because I've been trying it, obviously it's pre-season, pre-pre-season, so I've been running and I always wonder why people are staring at me when I'm running and I turn my music off and I'm like this. <laughs> <laughs> Alice, Alice the train Belden. <laughs> You should have seen me earlier doing some sprints up this hill. Jeez, people thought I was bloody mental. <laughs> oh, uh, well, uh, to be fair, um, you'd be substantially better at it than I am. So um, if, if people are staring at you, I can only imagine when I'm going off running in the park over the over the road there, what they think of me. Because um, I'm, I'm not a natural athlete by any stretch of the imagination. Well, I don't think I am listening to my bloody brief. <laughs> Um, how about wider sort of team-wise then? Is there any any game in particular or moments in games that you think back and think, do you know what? Yeah, that that was that was special, that was unique, that was good for any particular reason. I think a game highlight, I would say probably maybe the Bournemouth at home game, I just and the Larkle game. I think those games we gave everything and we went a goal down and we got another one back. We worked together as a team. And I think for me, that's what football stands for is if, it, if it's not going your way, keep trying until it does. And I think everyone just worked together as a team. And that was like my sort of game highlights, I think. But wider highlights, I'd probably say the exposure that all the girls are getting on social media, the podcast that you guys and obviously um, so Tom Broadbent Lounge coming in, wanting to know, get to know, not just like all the girls wanting to get to know them on their personal level, coming to games, actually respecting women's football and enjoying watching it. And I think for me, this season has been the best season in terms of exposure and seeing the girls I love just watching the girls after a game, especially at the County Ground or Foundation Park, and you've got people that want to take pictures of them or they're asking for their autograph or you can just see, like, the little shy ones in the corner and they're pointing to their, like, their, with their parents and they're pointing to someone that they liked watching today. And for me, 
that's made me proud to see like people I care about and who I train with every day like making for me obviously being older now it makes me I want to inspire the next generation and I think I loved watching them inspire the next generation because obviously sometimes as a defender like when it's the potent game you you don't do too much I did the first five minutes I was their best player kept passing the ball to them but after that <laughs> when I wasn't their best player <laughs> watching everyone just play really lovely football and I thought do you know what it's beautiful beautiful and on the on the same sort of train of thought as that then um how has it been sort of transitioning to that sort of area with the fans, you know, where there's been games where there's been bigger than normal attendances? You've had that adjusting to people wanting pictures, wanting autographs, that kind of thing. How have you found adjusting to that? And, and how have the fans in general been um, in that sense? Well, I've got a really great fan. He brought a lovely flag. That was my favourite moment. But at the county ground game, I remember this um, one dad and his daughter, they came to speak to me and I was speaking to them and I signed something for them. And then the next game, they came over to me and I was like, oh, I remember you guys. You came last time and I was asking questions and they were just, I think they were just shocked that I remembered. But for me, like meeting them the first time, I was probably more in awe of them than they were of me because I was thinking, oh, I can't believe someone wants to speak to me someone enjoyed watching me play football, they want to ask me questions and stuff like that. I felt like a celebrity. And so you should, quite rightly so. I thought I, I was going to walk on the red carpet after, <laughs> but I had to clear up the county count and change your rooms first. <laughs> um, if I was to ask you, because th there's been quite a, a continuality throughout the season, which I, I personally think has probably helped. Um, how many players do you think, you, you might know, started both the first and last game of the season? Wow, that was me. I know that. Yep, you were on the list. <laughs> me, Emily. Yep. Annie. Hello. <laughs> Just going to rattle them off. Huh? Yeah, I'm not very good at counting. I got an E in math, so that's what we're going with. No, you made me lose my train of thought. Sorry, go again. Yes. Who did I say first, me? You said you first, yeah. <laughs> Annie, Helena, Meg, uh, oh, Gypsy. Yep. What am I now? Six. Uh, one, two, three. Seven. Four. Maybe seven. Correct. Seven. Seven people started both. That's the my first, first one I've ever got right, probably. Yes. <laughs> It's a, it's a brilliant effort. Um, do you, the, the, the sort of more common thing um, is football is a team game. Do, do you see there, there being a, it, it doesn't feel like there's a core group. It's, it's all in this together kind of thing. Yeah, it definitely is. It's all, I personally feel like it's all in this together. It doesn't matter what the start and 11 is, who's on the sidelines, who's coming on. We all we're all as one and if someone gets longer than the other person it doesn't matter because we all just want the club to do well i think this season everyone wanted the club to do well they wanted um they want the club to do well they want the team to do well and i think sometimes in some teams it's players wanting for themselves to do well 
but yeah. especially this year it's everyone's just wanting the team to do well and I think that's why we've been in good stead. Um, I got a graphic for um, the season form and I wanted to ask as as a player fans maybe are guilty of not recognize the difference because we we would look at it that it's the same game played just in a different place um the graphic shows that you had significantly more success at home or in home fixtures this year than away is there a substantial difference and, and why do you think it doesn't necessarily always work the same home and away from a player's perspective i think especially like being at home you you can spend longer on your rituals, however you want to get ready. Obviously, sometimes in this league, you're travelling two hours, three hours sometimes. Obviously, now we've got the bus, which is really nice, but there's been seasons where we've been travelling in our cars and stuff like that. So, obviously, your legs. But I think equally, most of the time, if we're playing at home, say, on Foundation Park, we've yeah. trained on there twice a week. We know how to play that game. Same as if we're playing at Fairford. We've been there for the last two, three years. We know how to play that game. I just, I enjoy playing at home more. Obviously, you've got like your, your supporters there, your fans there, and you know how to play better. I think when you're away, obviously, they're on the upper hand. They've got their fans, their supporters there. They know how to play on that pitch. Yeah. But yeah, it is right. This season, I don't know what it was. The Omen has been leaving Swindon. <laughs> um, I also took a copy of the, the final league table. Um, is there anyone, particularly sort of down mid-table to, to the bottom end of the table, that, that you think maybe people should look out for next year? I do think Selzy, like Mike said, they've always, they've got a big pool of players around there. I think they're normally a team that do steady. They normally do quite well. They've had like a few interruptions with their leagues, with like people getting injured and stuff like that. But I wouldn't rule them out for next season. I think they'll come back with a vengeance. Same as Canesham, they've got they normally do quite well. The only downside for them, I think, is they don't really train properly. Okay. So the like the manager in charge isn't really like a manager, and he just sort of plays pays people to come in. They don't really train or work on anything like that. They're really good. Don't get me wrong. They're really good individual players. They play, they're players that have played in the same this league higher. They've, they've just come down to play with, their, play with their mates, play at a good standard, but they don't really work on anything at training. When you're playing against them, they are tricky because they are really good players. But ultimately, sometimes when we played them, their fitness was getting a little bit their fitness wasn't as great you can see they weren't some of them didn't even know each other's names okay wow do you know what i mean yeah no but i idea. think if i think if anything changed and they had like if barry there like owner manager whatever he is lets someone take them over i think they would be a force to be reckoned with if they could recruit the right players or keep the right players but play a different style strange club tension yeah. very strange club <laughs> Would you know what I mean? Yeah, they're <laughs> very, very strange. <laughs> and so what, what um, actually before that, you mentioned earlier about stuff within the, within the club and that, and I won't ask obviously about specifics, but one thing I am interested to know is, is much like the men's team, that there was a, towards the end of the season, there was a, a change of coaching. 
And how easy is it as a player to to adapt when you've been working all season to kind of one style? It's not always necessarily the exact same style that comes in. So how easy is it to adapt and to change things as, as an individual? As an individual, obviously, there was a big change. Obviously, being the captain, my thoughts first went to the girls, thinking I've got to be positive, I've got to carry this on so I can, so the girls can see that, right, we've just got to get on with it. Obviously, the previous managers compared to our new management coming in, the two styles of play were different. And our new manager, Mike, he told us how he wanted us to play. His communication on what he wanted and how he wants us to play was there from day one. So everyone knew what was expected. Each training session, each game, he gave us points. He told us what he wanted to do, what he didn't want to do. First game, personally, it's like... When you go to do something, like, you know, like when you're a child, like a naughty child, you go to do something, you think, no, I can't do that. Yeah. Because you're just trying to, you're so used to the momentum of, okay, I'm going to do this now, I'm going to do that now, to now being like, no, we've got a new manager, we've got a new way of playing, we're going to, we're trying this out, which everyone was on board with, everyone, even if they had their, their own thoughts, their own comments, this is how we were going to play, and we all tried we all, cha all changed the way we played to this style of play because that's what we've been working on at training. It is yeah. difficult, but I think we did it well. Obviously, with a new manager coming in, you're trying to showcase yourself, express yourself, make sure the team that are working together. And the girls got there. The girls understood the way he wanted us to play, and we did it. Obviously, we couldn't get the results, but two of the, the last two games were obviously Exeter and Cardiff, the two best teams in yeah. the league. And obviously... It was head-to-head -head who was going to win the league. So it was ultimately difficult to play that with those two. But there were some marginal things that he wanted us to do. and We were able to execute that. So even though we didn't win, there was small wins in that as well. Um, you already mentioned a few minutes ago about like going going runs and doing sprints and stuff. What what does the, the summer hold in terms of, you know, the season's not long finished, but you're already calling it pre-pre-season. You know, do, do you get much time to switch off and, and kind of enjoy life away from football? Or is it, no, you're you're straight at it to make sure when day one comes, you're ready to go? What do you mean? No, you know what? Uh, you say that, but walking around places like this, you cover some distance. <laughs> you, you get to, you get your steps in. That's, that's for I sure. do, but when you had, if I had this massive ice cream sundae today, and I thought, oh, I better, I better do something no but when you when I was younger I probably wouldn't take it as serious as I am now but being a little bit older if I if I stop that's I'm buggered then do you know what I mean like yeah. I I've got goals that I want to work on obviously speaking to people there's something there's things I want to work on and I think last season I really I worked well on losing a lot of like weight and um getting my running and things like that up. And I think if I stop, then I'm only going to regret it when it comes to pre-season because everyone else is working on it. As a team, you want people to come back fresh and energised, but you also want people to have respected you and the team so they can actually be the best player that you can be. You can only be as good as your weakest link. And if your weakest link hasn't Try like if your weakest link hasn't tried over pre-season, then it's a little bit, 
little bit bad. But obviously, I always feel like I've got a point to prove every season. I probably don't, but I just enjoy that sort of like, right, what can I do this season? Obviously, I don't enjoy running. It's a bit boring. Yeah. But I'm slowly enjoying it. Like one of the girls messaged me the other day and was just like, how can I get my 5K time up to yours because you're doing a 5K in the same time I'm doing a 3K? And I thought, oh, my goodness, just... Just call me Dame Kelly Holmes. <laughs> That's what I thought. I couldn't believe it. Well, this girl's quite fit, I thought. I was like, what? <laughs> um, you do keep kind of referring to yourself as old, which to anyone else obviously isn't the case at this point. But do you still feel like you're learning parts of the game and, and developing parts of the game? Or, or do you feel you, you're at a point of just maintaining a level? No, I think I'm always, always learning. And it's not always just from, like, the managers or the coaches. I think it's from different players that come in as well. Like, um, recently, Sky, she's quite young, 18, 19-year-old, in at centre-back. And when I'm playing with her, it's a totally different game to if I'm playing with Jen. Me and Jen both tell each other what we can see and what we should do. And whereas with Sky, it's totally different. She says something to me that maybe I wouldn't have seen or I wouldn't have thought of. And I really enjoy that aspect, especially like speaking after the game, because I could be like, oh, like oh, I said this because I could see this. And she's like, oh, I didn't see that. I saw this. So it's really good to just learn from everyone else. Uh, we've had a comment in for you here from Martin, which I'll just flash up. Uh, cheers for your encouragement with Fred during the season, Bows, especially away at Bournemouth and your message last week. Mm. Um. Obviously, you you took the armband for this season and we, we spoke or you've referenced it about the pressure you kind of put on yourself because of that. Um, but overall, how have you how have you found wearing the armband? Well, it's this is like my second sort of well, second time. I've obviously I've been captain before yeah. when we actually got promoted and then all my friends left me. But um, I won't talk about that. But this is this I the friends this, that you might forget if you were given a mic style quiz? Yeah, it probably would be. I think I don't even know if my friendships got over that question, to be honest. <laughs> uh, we'll clip it up for you for memories. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> but um, no, I always feel added pressure. Not I not to be the best player because I think at the start of the season. There were some girls that may have looked that they wanted the armband, probably who are better football players than me or who were fitter than me. But it's like I said to them, being the captain is not being the best player on the team. Being the captain is being a leader, is putting your is putting your teammates before yourself, is going for a brick wall. Like I would go for a brick wall for any of them girls. Any of them girls in a game, I'll give 100%. Even if I'm playing absolutely dog shite, I would still give 100%. I'll still text someone after a game to make sure if they've had a good game to congratulate them. If they haven't had a great game, to just message them and say, it's okay, Not we don't all play great every game. Don't beat yourself up. And that's yeah. what I was trying to tell the girls. I was like, being a captain isn't because you're the best player on the pitch because I know that. I know when I go out on the pitch, I'm not the best one out there. I'm not the best technical player. I'm not the best person who's going to be scoring all the goals. But I said, I'm going to be there when it gets tough. I'm going to be that one there standing 
doing whatever I can. If it means I've got to take a red card for some, take a red card or to do something, I will do that. I'm in the no, trenches. You like are. I'm on Private Ryan. <laughs> and uh, do, do you know what? He hearing you say that sort of that, that sort of statement with that sort of conviction, there's no one you'd want in the trenches more than you. Uh, in in that aspect, yeah, I'm good sure. at a fight, I reckon. <laughs> Also very reassuring to know. Um, if I could ask you then to sum up the season um, in kind of 10 words or less. No, she didn't want to do that. Look, just gone. I didn't. Oh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what is going oh, on? Well, like, sorry, it's, I've got like a time limit. That's so fine. To be on social media too much, but I ignore it every time. <laughs> Um, well, I won't keep you too much longer and you can stick to your time limits. Um, if I could ask you to sum up the season in sort of 10 words or less, how would you how would you describe it? <laughs> does does that class as one of the words? <laughs> Do you know? Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> Do you want me to give you fewer words? I don't know. I can't sum it up. I think. Okay, because uh, I've, I've done a, I've so done a typical. Many highs, so many lows. This is this is the thing that I do here. I don't give anyone any time to prep answers for any question. Um, so just one more. We we've spoken about all the, or a number of the positives that have come from this season. Whether it's games within Swindon, increased attendances, fan recognition, communication with fans, exposure for players, etc. If we use this as a blueprint for how Swindon Town women can continue to, to grow, what would be the legacy of this squad this season? I already think the legacy of this squad is the start of something special for women's football in Wiltshire and Swindon. I think people are going to, this season especially, is very well documented. And even when we played higher levels, it wasn't as well documented as it is this season. I think if you are some Swindon Town, fan, some Swindon Town fans, are going to be able to tell you a Swindon Town ladies player. Obviously, I think a few seasons ago, I think the magnitude of Swindon Town um, men's fans wouldn't have been able to tell you that we even had a women's team. So I think just the sheer growth of people knowing that we've got a women's team, some people, maybe like one in five, one in ten might know a player. And I think hopefully if it is one in ten fans that are counting around on a Saturday, hopefully next season we can increase the exposure, exposure and it can be one in five. Because I think a lot of people do know some of the names. They might not know faces, but they might have heard of a player or they might have seen them on Twitter on one of these podcasts. And I think that's what we need to do next season is continue the growth. But that also comes with exposure. Obviously, you guys and other people giving exposure, but the girls wanting that exposure. And I think some of the girls this season might have been a little bit shy. And I think they don't know what was it, what's expected or what can happen. But obviously, there's a few of the older, older girls that have done quite a few things. And I think now that they've seen what can happen and the rewards on that. I think next season they'll be able to grow and 
hopefully do some some more things like this because it's only going to benefit them and it's only going to benefit the team as well. Well, from, from that end to any um, Swinning Town women's player, past, present or future, if you do want to appear on Falls Rush, and I can tell you that essentially there are no rules. It's just an absolute free-for-all <laughs> and can become absolute chaos. So you're more than welcome to come on and join that, that's for sure. Um, Alice, thank you very much for your time again this evening. Um, we hope that, uh, well, we thank you for all of your many, many appearances uh, over the course of the, the last year or so. Uh, we hope that you won't be a stranger and you'll be on again and, and we can reschedule the Alice and Friends episode for sooner oh, rather than later. That. Once, once all the dust is settled, I'm there. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the summer. And we will talk again. Oh, hang on. Woody want, Woody's put his hand up. Woody, yeah. you're always oh, going to If you want a signed want... picture, I'll send it to you in the post, Woody. Oh, Thanks, mate. I've probably got one somewhere. Um, no, in, in all seriousness... Um, I, I just wanted to say, like, to Alice, really, just well done for this season in terms of being the skipper. You you really should be proud because I know I know it was big boots to fill temporarily, I guess, uh, with with Re. Um, but I think given all the things you mentioned about kind of the exposure to the media, the playing at the counter ground, playing in front of bigger fans, the expectations from those fans to see Swindon play well or Swindon do well. I think, you know, you should really take a lot of credit for that as somebody who's been with the club for a long time um, as well. I think you should you should definitely be proud of what, what you've done this season, because I know that people, including myself, people who have known you for a long time. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're proud of you and the team. Um, I mean, I, I said all along, I think the team were capable of finishing in the top four, but that's neither here nor there. When you think of all of the different things you've had to go through as a squad, but uh, primarily as a skipper, um, you know, managerial changes, as I said earlier, the exposure in the media, the podcast appearances, they ain't easy. They, they aren't easy for anyone to do. And, you know, that's why there's... We tried that, to make them still... easy. No, we tried to make them easy, yeah. But, um, yeah, you should you should be really proud of that. I know you're a team, team person, but I think if there's any moment where you just sit there and go, actually, do you know what, how much you've done this season, I think you should you should be buzzing from that. Oh, thanks, mate. Make them emotional. <laughs> um... Nick and I will take the sign pictures. I know that much. We will. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm in my bar now, and me and my husband were just saying, we want to put the flag up, but it's so bloody big, we ain't got no room. <laughs> yeah, it was a slight mistake on the ordering of it, that's for sure. When it when it arrived, oh, shit, that is a bit big. <laughs> I certainly love it, and I'm just looking now at like what to take down. So like, there's a Liverpool shirt. We could take Oh, get rid down. of that. Like signed picture of Anthony Joshua, like we could take that down. <laughs> the dartboard, I don't think we need a dartboard in here. So it's a lot of things so, that could be taken down. The honest story behind that is we obviously Nick told us he had something in mind, but he didn't tell us at any point what it was. And all he said was, Is anyone else going to this game because this is a two-man job? And we were like, What on earth have you done? <laughs> And then, and then, and then the pictures went round, and I was like, "Yes, that's superb." It exceeded my expectations because I thought maybe it's a cardboard cutout of me. Does this keeps getting a mention. You really want this this cardboard cutout doing, don't you? If you saw my bar, you'd think like that would look great in there. Okay, that's that's a plan for next year, Nick. Yeah, we'll we'll get a supplier of cardboard cutouts. I'm sure lots of things can be organised, <laughs> especially especially with money bags, Nick. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's just the money behind the operation. <laughs> <laughs> but when I find a space for it, I'll, uh, I'll I'll put it up on Twitter. I'm still looking. There's not a lot of space in it because it's filled up with crap. So we'll just have to take it down. You can well, you can tell the difference in effort, can you? Nick gets a whole a whole like flag that can be presented and kept forever. I I send a token Easter egg and say, there you go. <laughs> That's Do you know okay. what? That was cracking as well. I enjoyed that Easter we egg, but I was it. a bit sad that it didn't come with a mug. Do you remember back in the day you'd have a mug of your Easter egg? <laughs> oh, Fifey, come on! What well, are you doing? Yeah, Mark. Mark, you know you know someone I can speak to about a, a special mug sorting yeah, out, don't get, you? Let's get Bowser. Let's get Bowser yeah. FRI mug. There's very I few people have FRI mugs. Well, arrived in the post from another podcast then today because Oh, you finally got your hoodie? I've got my hoodie, but I don't have a mug now, so that's my next my next mission. Have you got oh, a hoodie? Congrats on getting your hoodie what? at last. And uh, if you if you if you want an FRI mug, I'm sure we can we can sort you an FRI need, mug. I, I need to find a picture of Bowd so we can do the old cartoon cartooning. Yes. Joe can sort it, sort you can find a us. picture of me. There's plenty. Choose a good one where I'm a bit slimmer. <laughs> God. Right over the floor. I'm sure she'll sort it for you. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it sorted. We'll get it sorted, Bud. Um, here, here you go. She's she already in there. Joe's saying, "I'll make you one." Oh, Although, thank you, Joe. That's a that's a unique way of spelling Alice. I'll give. Her that. <laughs> <laughs> she there we go. Very excited to make this mug. Leave very, the whole very woman alone. Excited. Oh well, we we love Joe to bits. Everyone at FRI loves Joe. Um, Alice, thank you very much. Um, it's been a pleasure, as I say, to have you on at various points of the season. And like I say, don't be a stranger, and we'll uh, we'll have you on again soon. Loved it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. It has been uh, one hell of a season for Swindon Town women, that's for sure. Um, should we revert to some of our more regular scheduled viewing for a moment? As we, uh, uh. The only way we could replace <laughs> Alice was to bring two more panellists on and hope that they could match her impact. So let's uh, start by saying hello and good evening to one of the lead contenders to Nick for uh, Fall of the Year. Evening, Ned. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Ned. Hi, sir. Evening, yeah, Ned. yeah, yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad. Thank good. You good. Glad to hear it. Uh, how was your weekend? Weekend was uh, adequate. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, uh, and you've had a good day, haven't you, sir? I have, but that good. cannot be said on here just in case... No. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. It's fine. Just, just it's so everyone day. knows you've had a good day. day. Yeah. Um, yeah. The results came back all clear. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know what those lumps are. No idea. Um, and look, look how happy you're making people look. Yeah. Bad case of chicken pox. Oh, Joe. Hello, Joe. Um, there is a sixth panelist. Um, he's he's set up. He's finished work, and I'm guessing he's making Sarah a cup of coffee before he comes on. So uh, we will say hello to Ben shortly. Um, gents, before we do the uh, the quiz that has caused such excitement amongst the panel for today, uh, and it's only a small quiz, don't worry, this isn't going to be one of those two-and-a-half-hour-long quizzes with 50 questions. Um, it's just a few small questions on this season. Um, 
when we did the episode on Friday with some of the other content creators, we were able to react to the news of the retained list. Um, but obviously, you guys haven't had a chance to kind of have your say on it. So, um, Nick, let me start with you, if I can, and I will flash up the graphic again of the players retained. Um, was there any surprises for you in that list? No, not really. Not not on the re retained list. Um, they've obviously all played on a fairly regular basis, barring injuries. Probably Ricky Agua, glad to see him retain, because obviously he didn't get much game time, but we know there is a player in there. So that, that was a positive. But the rest of them, I guess, is pretty much as you would expect. So it's, to me, look, you know, pretty logical. Okay. Um, Mark, how about yourself? When you saw the retained list, um, did anything catch your eye in particular? No, not really, to be fair. I think, um, obviously, we know Austin re-signed. Um, the others, I think, are still under contract anyway. So, don't mean yeah. they're staying yet, does it? No, well, no, this was going to be my next question for Ned, obviously. Being no, 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 it's fine, mate. You, you, you're, you're already getting that, uh, that psychic ability to segue in for me. Um, Ned, retain doesn't mean that they will be part of the squad next season per se. Um, so, again, looking at the... Come on now. <laughs> looking at the... Uh... Looking at the list of players, are you looking at names there like maybe Aguiar, like Adeloy, probably, and then for other reasons, players like Hutton and thinking, yeah, I don't think I will see you in a Swindon shirt next season? Yeah, um, I, I, I wouldn't mind um, Hutton, if I'm honest, but it seems silly not to cash in now after having statistically a good season. <laughs> I know that not everyone's in love with his defending, but um, I've got a feeling. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I, I'd really like Aguiar to stay because there's definitely a player in there. And wh whatever's happened to him in recent times, uh, and I guess probably not so recent times, um, you know, it seems to have shied away. Because I, I, at one point, I thought he was going to be, you know, the next sort of Martin Ling or, or, <laughs> or one of those type players, you know. Um, but it's just seems to have petered off. So I definitely want the the coaches to work with him and see if they can, you know, shoehorn him back into the first team. That would be awesome. But yeah, um, I can see a good few players going um, that, that have been retained. Um, unfortunately, I think Shade will probably go um, for me. Uh, Adloy, even, with his, uh, even with his previous with Flynn? Um, then again... If, I, if I've got my timelines right, did he not leave as Flynn came in? Uh, Flynn came in before. He, yeah, he came in towards the end of the season, so he had half a season with him. <laughs> so he saw him and shipped him off to Swindon. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of um, people who aren't happy with my favourite player, but, um, you know, what do you do? Um, all I'm going to say is, I know there's not a low, uh, you know, a huge amount of love for Charlie Austin staying on, um, certainly in our WhatsApp group. Um, but I'm, I, I'm honestly, I'm buzzing for Austin staying for another year. Absolutely buzzing. I think he's going to really, you know, we're, we're, we're looking twenty plus this season. I, I've got a feeling. Oh it's no! Sign off in style. Ben on us. 
He's got full Ben. I'm with on. Ned. One hundred percent. Ned knows what he's talking about. Speaks well. Um, Ned, I'm, gonna... fair, I'm 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 joining this. I I this row. I do yeah. I do think I do think he's going to be a twenty goaler. But my biggest concern is the fact that I'm just hoping. I, I wasn't excited because I'm worried that he's chipped a hell of a lot out of our wage bill. That's the only reason I'm not massively excited. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's still good news, and I think he will be. He got nine. I know four of them were in one game, and I've said that more than anybody. But he's still got nine. He's still got nine when we were apparently shit at assisting and not great in chances. So imagine if we get the right. It's about the recruitment behind him for me. If we get the right recruitment in, um, I'm sorry, but even I think there's better out there than Hutton. Um, if we get an actual winger in, um, then uh, then he will be. He will be. Um, it, it depends what's behind him. Um, I'm just going to uh, chip in on a couple of comments that we've had there. First of all, in in relation to. Uh, the comment F from Lower League, look, that Ned's gone down in their estimations. Uh, Bradford's promotion chances have gone down in everyone's estimations, haven't they? So, oh. happy days all around. Another okay. trip to Bradford for us all. Um, and, and I wanted to, I've been waiting for Ned to appear on, a, on an end of season episode because we've obviously had this, um, the, this witty repertoire about Shade and Adeloy over the course of the season. Um, and and I will I'll, I'll genuinely be gutted if Adeloy leaves because I I think there's a player there if if coached correctly and given a chance. But what, Ned, what I wanted to say to you genuinely was as the season has gone on, I've actually grown more respect for Shade and his abilities. And where I was where I'd written him off after the first few games of the season, he is by far. Not the worst player in that first game squad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the biggest compliment. Game, that's the biggest compliment that I could I possibly could pay him. <laughs> so I hope you take. But you've it. got to admit that the improvement from say the start of the season to the end of the season is quite significant. Would you not agree? He's my most improved. What? Mm. <laughs> mm. Go on, T Dog. Mm. <laughs> um, Joe says that uh, she's missed Ned. Glad you're back. Oh, and it, that's saying something because she, she, she hasn't even missed else. her husband yet. And he's on the pod. <laughs> just to clarify, Mark's been here for the entirety, and so far, Joe said that Nick gets her vote for Fool of the Year, and <laughs> she's glad that Ned's back. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, I've always been tempting, mate, to be fair. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to... Is this where you're trying to fish for us to say, no, you're not? Because <laughs> it's. it's well, mate, not I know it. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I said it about years ago. <laughs> uh, on the flip side, Woody, uh, the retained list. Um, <laughs> Another FRI sponsee who, who didn't have the season anyone hoped for. Uh, Kean Harry's headlines the the list there. Uh, Modabri, Harry Parsons, Cal Meadow, Massey, uh, Morgan Roberts. No contract offer for Johnny Williams either. Um, so I've seen some debate online. I'm interested to know where you stand on this, Woody. We all there was kind of a unknown feeling he wanted to leave. 
So they've kind of made it easier for him by not even giving him a token offer, it would appear. But that's not appeased a good section of the fan base. Um, Yeah, I mean, people know my thoughts. I still believe that Johnny Williams, you know, for the majority of the season is our best player. Um, you know, when it's, but it's, I, I think not to offer him a contract, it does, it's difficult because we're not used to doing contract negotiations so early and we've already got Charlie over the line, but it's, um, I, I just hope they've got some plan B to, to back it up because it's showing lack of ambition or, you know, straight. I know we've signed Charlie Austin, but we've got kind of like, you've got to think that, We've let Jack Payne go in the last two years. We've let Harry McCurdy go in the last two years. We've let Ben Gladwin go, whether you like him or not. He was Louis one Reed. of our better players. Louis Reed, on his, you know, the season before was was probably our best player. Um, and it's, um, yeah. So it the the club have got to act quickly um, on it. I'm I'm I I know Nick. I think Nick probably thinks the opposite to me. If I remember from our WhatsApp chat. I'm a big Johnny Williams fan and nobody's going to change my mind on it because I think too many people dwelled upon the fact that he goes down easily and, and all of this kind of stuff. That's just the premiership player in him. And to be fair, if you speak to Ali Willits, um, the physio, I think she was on the the, the pod, uh, not the pod, the supporters club a few, a few months back. She says Johnny Williams gets kicked to fucking shreds in games, like the, the stuff that we don't see. And um, so it's no surprise, really, that he probably just goes down for a breather quite often. But I think if you look back as well, he was second top scorer, top scorer or second no, top, top scorer this top year. Scorer, top top scorer Ten. this year. He scored some really important goals as well. I just think that unless we replace him, it's going to I think we're going to look stupid. I generally think we're going to look stupid unless we replace him. Um, and I do feel and it guts me to say it. I could understand if he was going, I don't know, abroad. Or Scotland, but he's going to sign for Wrexham, and then he's going to come back and well, exactly. But he's gone abroad. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's going abroad. He's, he's going to cut. He's going to come back and score against us. You just know it's going to happen. Um, so the the money, it, it, we got to put our money where our mouth is, or whoever's putting the money in has got to put the money where their mouth is, and we've got to bring in an adequate replacement. The last thing I want to hear from the club this time next season is them go and um, say we've had a shit season. Them go. Oh, but we did sign Charlie Austin, but it was either Charlie or Johnny. If they come up with that once, I'm going to go fucking nuts because that is a shit excuse. Um, you know, you either putting the money in for the interest or not. Um, so they've got to put, you know, we've got to attract some big players. Why can't we, if we, we've had this takeover, if we have this money, if we don't have this money, come out and be honest if we don't have the money. Stop blaming it on season ticket sales. We need the investment. And if you invest properly, and get us de- a decent squad in. Why can't we be that fucking club for a change? The club that yeah. might chuck a little bit of money around. Um, and I don't mean Decanio esque money. I'm not on about bringing 40 players in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, um, yeah, I, I just, at the moment, I'm like, we've got Charlie Austin, great, but we've also let that, we've also let go of Johnny yeah. Williams. But he's a mixed opinion. And I totally get why people don't, don't, aren't that bothered by him. Totally get it. But Woody, I, I know we haven't got, many football people um, at the top end of the club. But do, do you really believe that there w- hasn't been discussions with Williams through the last few weeks or months to see what the what the score was? Be- no. 
And and all right, with an offer, if an offer hasn't been made, is it because they knew he was going to go, and, and he said, you know, I'm going to go for X, Y, Z reasons, and maybe not well, not a money one. True, true. But if that was said, there's no harm in coming out and saying that. Well, no, I, I why, agree. Why haven't Why haven't the club come out and just said Johnny Williams wanted to go? Um, you know, that, because the communication it, is piss poor. Yeah, if they came out and said that, fair enough, but. Um, yeah, I, I know Mark's going to probably say now Johnny's told him personally that he wanted to leave. But oh, so he told he me broke that, up then, Mark. Sorry, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. He, he told me personally he didn't want to, and they didn't even put a bad offer in front of him. Well, there you go. Well, that's poor. We know, we know, we we know he was settled here because he said many times that he loves. Because he loves living here, he loves he loves being know, around the area. I know we let a lot of people go in January, but you might as well have cashed in then, didn't you? Well, this was going to be my question for you, Mark. If we knew what his mind was kind of made up, why didn't we? Because because what we've done now is we've we've allowed a, a top you know a top class player, particularly at this level, um, leave on a free, likely to go to a league rival, if not a promotion rival, um, potentially. And we we get nothing for that benefit now. Was, was the Do you think the only reason was because the, the sheer volume of players of the ilk of Gladwin, Reed, etc., that left in January, they couldn't let another one go? Personally, yeah, I think so. Because I don't think they've changed a deal for him since he first came in. So it's certainly an I don't know if I can play that on here or not, but <laughs> you say what you like, mate. No one at the club watches us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They might learn something if they did. <laughs> they know who we are, but they don't watch us. No, he, he, he spoke to us, he loved it here, and um yeah, he he didn't want to leave. Um, but they just didn't even put anything to him at all. Which no. is a bit of a shame, really. I think, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, I think that's probably the case. They they knew it potentially that they would have lost Gladwin, maybe, or it had been yeah. on a free. And the same with Johnny. They cashed in on one. And I don't just don't think they could afford to let them both go. No, it makes sense. Um, Turns out we couldn't, let, we couldn't afford to let any of them go. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ben, if if I may, um, let me paint you two pictures of the same situation, okay? Um, Swindon Town have a, and I quote, uh, competitive budget. We have very quickly moved to uh, secure Charlie Austin services for the new season. Yep. Um, this is a, a, Ch a Charlie Austin who, apart from a short stint in Australia, has played no lower down than the championship for fair number of years and it wasn't really that long ago in in history that he actually was looking at international call-ups etc mm. um partner that with figures suggesting that debt is going down considerably from where it was the mm -hmm. club on the ground mm -hmm. you could argue that things are looking for the most part at least quite rosy now mm. If I could paint the same situation in a different light, um, 
And this is kind of linking into what Woody said earlier, actually. The competitive budget that we're quoted, potentially, say, say the, the figures involved in keeping a star product like Charlie Austin may take a, a high percentage of this, potentially. I, you know, I don't know. I'm purely surmising for the point here. Um, and that then leads to a summer of um, free transfers, loans, looking into whether it's the, the Premier Youth League, etc. Kind of similar to what we've done in recent times. Flynn appointed on face of it, plenty of experience, plenty of, of success even, you could say at this level, but used to doing things on a tight budget. Um, being linked to players, but you're seeing other clubs already starting to make their moves. Swindon not necessarily doing that again with new faces subject to EFL approval. Can you understand why you will have some fans that will see scenario A and be like, yes, okay, they got it wrong. They're learning their lesson. Things are improving. But you will also have that group of cynical fans that are like, option B looks very likely to be the route we're going down. Well, that's Obviously, what sort of you're, uh, what sort of person you are, really, whether you're a glass half full or not. Um, obviously, everyone knows I'm a glass half full. Personally, I think um, there's other options other than Charlie. For instance, that Warsaw lad that banged on the gold, uh, Danny Johnson. Danny Johnson, who yeah. probably would have been a lot cheaper than Charlie Austin, who Flint could quite easily bag going on a free at the minute. Um, we could have got him for probably half what we're paying Austin. Uh, the fact that we've gone for Austin, I think, is the sign that we he only signs up if we're going to be towards the top end of the table or compete for promotion at the top seven. I think that's a good sign. Did I we think suggest that sign. in January as well? Hmm? Did we, did we suggest He wanted to come home then. He wanted to come back into the country. Um, obviously, Clem Sweet talked him and, and he came over. Um, mm -hmm. but I think as well that we've cut short the employment of Brand and Morris and Dean McKayley. Um, we've not used not that, as enough in that we can't sack them because we can't afford to. Um, so we're not using that as an excuse. Obviously, we've signed uh, a premium rate striker, uh, for League Two, he is a premium rate striker because yeah. it won't be cheap. Um, so it's so early. This season is still this season, it's not ended yet. We've still got a playoff final and other games still to play. You know, the FA Cup's still to play, the, all the playoff finals. So it's still this season. So it's still really early doors mm -hmm. to really guarantee us going, yep, absolutely, we're going to be challenging towards the promotion. You can't promise that because we've not started signing players yet. We don't know where we are. However, because I'm glass half full, I'm thinking that because we've got a manager who continually gets teams towards the top the uh, top end of the league, because we have made a statement re-signing in Charlie Austin, because um, the talk is being not consolidated. No one said consolidation. No one said transition. No one said really red flag words yet. It's all been quite positive. Flint, uh, um, Flint's been walking around like the cat that's got the cream and really, really overly happy and positive about being in charge of Swindon, being doing his best Richie Wellens impression, really, because he just sounds like him at the minute. Um, 
yeah, so at the moment, it's all right. I'm not saying it can't turn shit, and fans are every right to be cynical because they've been scarred deeply by what's happened over the few years. So if you say to me, yeah, well, you know, I'm still not bought into this yet. You know, I still don't know what they're going to do. They've still not shown me that they're going to have a real good season. I totally get that, and I totally understand that. And absolutely, I can see the angle they're coming from. For me, half glass full, I think I think the early set mind is good, but obviously I'm a big, happy, clapping, deluded Swindon, happy bunny Swindon that's, fan. Who always that's why we love you, Ben. So, but that's 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 where my head's at at the minute. But I get if people are just going, I you got to prove it first. Um, Mark, one player who I ran out of time um, on Friday's episode and, and probably didn't get to give the the sort of recognition sent off he deserves is is uh, Matthew Baudry, officially retired now. Um, great servant to Swindon and, and multiple clubs and, and a player who I think could be very proud of of his playing career. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's a real shame the way it ended for him, to be fair with the injury. But yeah, I mean, yeah, he's been with the club for a long time. Great player, top, top bloke. So yeah, shame it's ended the way it has. But I think the, the club supported him well, helping him with his sort of financial qualifications and things to move on to go into that industry after, which I think they also helped him with, you know, because he said he'd stay for that extra year because originally he planned to retire last year, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think they've helped him a bit more with that as well. So at least he's, you know, got got something to move on to as well, which is good that they've done that for him, I think. No, 100%. And Nick, it's hindsight's a wonderful thing, but uh, if it wasn't for that pesky behind closed doors friendly, he probably would have had a considerable say on our season, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah, of course he would. I mean, he's, he's a class player class player without a doubt and um obviously the end of the previous season which is what he decided to play you know sign for a further one and it yeah it's a shame how it's um panned out but uh, i guess you can say you know that's not uncommon in football the these things happen um but yeah he, he was uh, a good servant you know a classy frenchman so he, he he was top on. Just, just sorry, well, I was just speaking. Just to go back and, and pick up what Ben was saying, yeah. Um, and the budget, t- to me, it's not so much how big the budget is. We've got to spend it wisely, whatever yeah. we do, yeah. because you can spend all the money in the world and and yeah. bring in players that don't it don't work. And to me. The signings in how many? I think we need at least nine signings. We need two keepers. We need two centre-halves. We need two midfielders. And we need another forward. And and probably a couple more on on top is is squad. And I'm guessing it also depends from the retained list how many of those the manager thinks he can develop and get good enough to be in the first team or whether... We ship them out, but you know, if they haven't been good enough for us last season and we were rubbish, <laughs> where are we going to ship them out to? It's you know, a lot of those players are probably still going to be around, and so the manager's got a big, big job on his hands to get the best out of those and bring in 
a new influx of players on top of that. No, it's a great point because we 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 hear these these phrases like competitive budget, etc. And and I was trying to to make a point earlier, which I don't think I worded particularly well, but obviously we don't know the numbers. You would imagine Swindon's budget was bigger than say Stevenage, but they used it better. Yeah. Um so does that mean that Stevenage's budget was competitive and ours was overly competitive, or did they just use it better? Is is, is the phrase? Uh, Shaw makes a similar point here. Salford, big budget every season, still here. Very true. And that's why teams like Wrexham, everyone's going to fancy Wrexham to win the league next year. It won't, it, it shouldn't be as easy for them as people think it will be. Because we all know, uh, most of us have sat here over the course of the season and said that entertainment wise, fine, but standard wise, this League Two has been rubbish. Yeah. But it is a fucking nightmare to get out of. Yeah. I mean, look at, look at um, other teams. Look at Bradford. Look how Bradford. long they've been here now. Yeah. Poor chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Poor chicken, indeed. <laughs> um, and, and just a, a little advance note: uh, Friday's episode, we do have a playoff prime. God, I cannot talk. A playoff final preview, uh, plus a second quiz of the week, as we'll be looking at Swindon Town playoffs through the ages oh. uh, as part of that episode as well. Uh, Ben's happy. <laughs> Nick and Ned, not so much. Look, uh, so too that's much all pain. To look forward to. Too much on- pain. On Friday, um, but before I'm tonight's tempted. quiz, oh, I'm tempted on. to try and see if I can get a ticket for uh, for the League Two playoff final, just so I don't leave a playoff final in disappointment. Ask him, he'd sort you one. Oh shit! No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need um, anyone to sort me on. There'd be plenty on sale, I'd imagine. <laughs> <laughs> just before we move on to tonight's little end of season quiz, um, Nick mentioned there about players need to bring it in and I'm sure over the course of the summer we'll have a few Ned reports etc uh, and we'll be reacting to various um, transfer news but as retained lists start to come out um, I'll just go you know have, have any of you seen a player be released that you think ah, do you know what actually go on Ned you're, you're automatically nodded um, oh who's caught your eye? Ned report the first one <laughs> who's caught your eye Ned <laughs> um well Killip, I know that it says that they've offered him a contract, but I'm 99.9% sure that he's leaving Hartlepool. He's mm. not going to play in the in the, the national goalkeeper. league. Yeah, he is fantastic. If I you, saw if, the clips if, of his last game. Oh wow. my gosh! Yeah, Gordon if, if we're going to, yeah, if if we was to pick up any keepers, I mean him or um, well, I, to be honest, him, he's the only one for me. Um, that we should be looking to bring in because he's fantastic. Um, um, Rashawn Williams from Doncaster, uh, I like him. Woody's not in yet. Um, um, Cameron Borthwick Jackson from Burton. Um, obviously, Kinsella from Warsaw, that's a no brainer. Mm. Um, Giorgio from Leighton Orient, he looked decent as well last year. And everyone should be taking note of this because literally Ned, months ahead of this season starting, said Pigiani. And everyone laughed at him. And he's a team <laughs> yeah. of the year defender this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but for me, you know, sorry to sort of backtrack a little. That's right. um, you know, it's. <laughs> I don't think we need to bring in as many players as, as, as you know, has been touted about so far. 
it's we we need to bring in four, maybe five, like good locker players. room or locker room royalty, the players that are gonna um dig you know dig the others out. It's gonna bring the changing room together. Um, you know, according to Charlie, that's that's what's been absolutely missing this season. So, I just think if we used to you know, this is the problem when you've got the spreadsheet. The spreadsheet doesn't look into players character and you know how the, the influence on the changing room so having someone now who's gonna have a you know a footballing brain will understand that you need these types of characters in the changing room i think that's that will bring out you know more out of the players that we have got so i'm <laughs> <laughs> so i'm more inclined to think that we don't need to bring in as many but we just need to bring the right players with the right character in to bring the rest out of, you know, of everyone else. Uh, we, I saw the the mention there of Critchlow. It has to be said. Bradford, maybe. But I would be very surprised if Critchlow is a League Two defender next year. Yeah, he'll be, be League One next year. He'll be League One. He'll be League One. If, if, if not, the, if not the only, one. yeah, I agree. If not, the only club he's going to is Bradford on. Completely agree. Um, Nick, has, has anyone caught your eye in the retained lists? To be honest, Fifey, I don't really take much much notice of that. And I'm probably the worst person with watching other teams' players. So, um, yeah. Unless they're I, wearing the red and white of Swindon, you don't care. Yeah, I'm not interested. Fair I'm enough. sure. I'm sure our manager and uh, um, we'll, t- we'll take note of what Ned said because uh, he's the man. <laughs> So <laughs> we need on our team. That's the man. Hey, he's got a better record than the last bloke we had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ben, anyone caught your eye? Um, yeah, I think Ned said a few really. We can sell a guy that looks look, look good. We could possibly go into month who really wants to dip into old players. Um, I, I'm a bit like Nick though. I've not really sit there and gone through all the you know the released players mm-hmm. i'm quite relaxed to it really because it's so early and we'll just see what happens as we go along i think swindon will need um a, a, a marquee or two um i think not that he's been released but i think we should go all out for the barrows at whitfield whitfield yeah. lad yeah i think we should go all out to get him all out to him because he's a ready-made replacement for uh, Johnny Williams, and he is class. Really, I remember watching him at the County Ground, and he was the only Barrow player that looked like he was capable of doing anything. Anything, he was so good, and he's been really good all season. And he's carried them up the league where they are. And um, I think you know with Williams's wages, if they are spare. We just go, come here. <laughs> 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 and get him <laughs> and um, that 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 to me is a marquee signing okay uh mark anyone uh that, that you could that springs to mind that you would like to see at the county ground next year oh i think um like i say i think keeper is going to be key as well um depending on how many new players we get in if you think back to the early part of the season how many points solburn saved us mm-hmm. mm. Um, I think that's going to be a massive, massive part of it. Um, I think there was a little bit of truth in what Jody Morris said. Until we know who's coming for the players, we don't know who we're going to get. I think there is going to be an element of that as well. Um, 
I think, yeah, Kinsella's a good shout. Um, the Bradford City lad, I thought, yeah, but I'm like you, I can't see that happening, to be fair. Um, and I haven't really looked at everyone. I don't think Salford, I don't think, have released it yet, have they? No, um, not yet. In the playoffs and stuff. Um, and again, I don't know how long he's been signed for, but I'd probably take Bolton. Okay. Uh, and give someone like Matt Smith as well at Salford. Oh, yeah. I mean, we big just need dirty to... great number nine. We need some big chuckers, don't we, as well? Really. <laughs> no, we. <laughs> Just because of the, you know, we, you know, we can be technical as we want, and we really tried against um, Stevenage. I thought the players really did dig in and try their best, but they just got bullied off the ball. They they never stood a chance. It was like David and Goliath, but Goliath won. Uh, comment here. I was impressed with Shade when he played for Warsaw against Town. Um, okay. Uh, Woody, sorry, finally, you, uh, any names spring to mind that you'd like to see the Swindon shirt next year? Uh, not really. I mean, well, Ned mentioned a few. Obviously, Kinsella's at the top of a lot of people's lists at the moment, I think. Um, Bobby Firmino's out of contract, isn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Again, too one, technical. One, 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 yeah, true. one player, oh, I'm not sure how well this will go down because of his... his his connections with the opposition of, of, mm -hmm. of down the A420, who I definitely wouldn't rule out would be Winnell. Um, he's been, I think he's been released by Burton. Mm -hmm. um, I think if, but given the fact we've got Charlie Austin now, it's probably not really any need for another experienced striker of that. But if he's looking to peter down his career because of his injury problems, and he's not too expensive, I wouldn't say no as a backup for, for Charlie mm -hmm. Austin. But um I mean, he wasn't too bad, to be fair. But uh, other than that, yeah. Um, the uh, what's this? The double barrel dad that um, it's also burn. I think that Ned mentioned. Um, oh, yeah, we need a goalkeeper. Them. Yeah, um, I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm one of those. I still stand. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. I wouldn't want to see Solbrin back at the club. But it's. Uh, but that's mainly because I think he needs to be uh, tested a bit higher up. Um, more than anything, I don't. I don't think he saved us as much as people say he did. But he um, he needs to be tested higher up if he wants to be pushing Middlesbrough number one. Um, he he can't be on league. If he let's put it this way, if he goes to a League Two club again, he ain't ever going to be Middlesbrough number one. No. He needs to be. He needs to be a League One club. Um, What's Bender up to these days? Swansea. He's playing for Swansea, isn't he? First yeah, team. He is, he is, I think he's he's played quite a bit. I think. Yeah. Okay. Whoever we get, we need to sign our own keeper. Hmm. We do not, Hello. I do not want another loan keeper. Quite agree. Critical Quite positions agree. should be Swindon players in goalkeeper, centre half, centre forward. Definitely should be Swindon players. Yeah. I, I just, I just think Lewis Ward's the answer. Like he's not going to be expensive. He's he's a decent goalkeeper. We can't yeah. deny he's a decent goalkeeper. Yeah. Definitely for League Two, he'll be our keeper. Um, he's not the best one out there that's available, but he's also not going to. And this is this is why so many so many teams, not just us, so many teams have um, have lone goalkeepers because they don't want they don't want to, in the nicest way, they don't want a goalkeeper to eat away at their wage bill. Yeah, um, but, but so yeah, we, yeah, I we agree, need to sign Ward. We need one. 
get Ward yeah, yeah. plus another keeper. We want two keepers yeah. challenging for that spot. Trouble is, yeah. with a lone keeper, you know he's they got to play, to play every game. Yeah, Wardy was terrific towards the back end of last season, wasn't he? Though, and he can save. Yeah. My only, my only problem with Ward is that fucking Sutton have stitched him up really, and and just because he's just not played. Um, so that's that's the only issue. But it's um, yeah. I, if, we, uh... if we can get if we can get two players that are kind of like Ward's level, um, I think battling that out would be fine. Can I just throw one more at you before we we finish with tonight's quiz? Uh, could we not just see one, but possibly two or even three McEachrins at the county ground? Oh, no, I wouldn't be able to get through yeah. that. Ben, ben would have a fucking field day oh. if we had three McEachrins. <laughs> yeah, then, Ben, because they'll all be playing, you could just be on first name basis with them. It's just all of them on first name basis. <laughs> I would. I would honestly, I'd just call them by first name. Do you know I'd what that is? that is? That's a weird, it's a lucky family, isn't it? Really? Because like, yeah. even Zach McEachern's decent. I know yeah. he's at Oxford City, but he is decent. He really, and I think he won he's player of the uh... season for National League South, didn't he? Would we um, be, you know. I mean, I don't know about anyone else, but would you be quite content if we had three McEachern's in the squad? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 100% yes. Another player, Fifey, I think we should you know go all out to bring back and and well, you know other people might we love not bringing agree back with players. but um dj i'd love to see dj back Possibly. i'd love it and Should by all accounts he's not in the paper. ring oh, no no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> ben and it's oh, at that no. point it's at that oh, point we you had to you ruin the episode <laughs> Plenty more transfer talk to come in the coming weeks. But we have a little quiz uh, all about Swindon Town season. There's only, I think it's 10 questions. Uh, so ni nice quick one for you all. Uh, let's see who's really been paying attention to the nitty gritty detail of we lost. this campaign. I won't mention him again. Uh, so, uh, question number one. Um, how how do we want to do this? Uh, go round and ask you all for your answers and see who gets the closest gets the point. <laughs> Seems fair to me. Let me just uh, write everyone down so I can keep track of the score. Nick, Mark, Ben, Ned, Woody. Uh, question number one. Uh, how many league goals did we score this year? Oh, Jesus. Nick. Oh. 59. 59. Okay. Uh, Mark? 57. 57. Ben? 64. 64. Uh, Ned? I'm going to stick with my guess. I'm not shithousing Ben. 65. Say you twice. Mark will learn very quickly. The shithousing starts very, very quickly. Uh, Woody? I would have fucking Googled it. I'm going to do a little, tiny bit of shithouse and go 60. 60. Uh, well, I can confirm that uh, Woody will get the point uh, for this one. The answer was 61. Whoa. Oh, man, we're shit. <laughs> Such a depressing stat. Uh, reverse order this time then. How many did we concede? Oh, 
180. No, actually, I read somewhere. I'm sorry, guys. I'm pretty sure we were we conceded the same amount we scored. So I'm going to go 61. 61, okay. Uh, Ned? Um, 61. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I not go the same? <laughs> no, you can't go the same. Okay. <laughs> that being said, I haven't looked I haven't looked at our goal difference since January. So. Well, you can go the same. You can go the same if you want to go the same. Uh, wrong, <laughs> oh, well, I, you, you changed my mind. 60. 60. <laughs> ben? 58. Eight, Mark. Fifty-nine. Fifty-nine. <laughs> and uh, Nick. Fifty-seven. Because I thought we had a positive goal difference. Well, you were right, Nick. We did have a positive goal difference, um, and you also get the point for being closest. You weren't quite bang on. We conceded fifty-five. Ooh. Damn you, Woody. There must be another stat then. There must be another stat. That's the same. That's how many points we dropped. Okay, so uh, this is a two-point question. Uh, and Nick, we start with you. Uh, and this will also see how well tonight's panel can count uh, this next question. Uh, do you remember what our longest unbeaten run was and between which game weeks was that? I would say six and the first six games of the season. So the first six, knowing that we lost on opening day, yeah? Uh, that didn't count because that was a friendly. <laughs> that was in July. That was still yeah, a friendly. That was July. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, from the second game of the season, <laughs> six. It was a friendly. Oh, Mark? Did you say unbeaten? Unbeaten yeah. run, yeah. So I think it was 10 from the second game. Okay. Sure, we went 10 unbeaten, but they were practically all fucking draws. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ben will know this then. <laughs> ben. I'm going eight. And again, from the second game. Okay. It was, we went for a long time without losing. Yeah, yeah. We weren't winning any, but we weren't. All those draws were sensational results for us. Hey, do you know what? Indifferent start. It wasn't it. It was an indifferent start. <laughs> I, I swear I remember Ned? Ben saying it was nine. I remember him saying nine games. I swear. It's, it's, okay. I've got the memory of nine. So we'll go with nine, and it was from the second game. Okay. And um, Woody? Uh, I was going to say nine. Am I allowed to say the same? You are, yeah. Nine from... Second game. <laughs> uh, Ned and Woody are both correct. It was yes. nine from the second game. Oh, one off. <laughs> uh, and if I've asked it one way, then we go back the other. Uh, Woody, what was our longest winless run? And from what game week did it start? Uh, oh, game week. Fucking hell. I think our <laughs> longest win, win run was what? Probably... Win we spoke probably. a lot about it on the pod at the time. Yeah. Uh... Is it? Is it? The, is it ten? Ten. And ten. between game week twenty-three. Ten from twenty-three. Ned. Oh no no no! Oh, pause. 
Done. It's done. Doors I've done closed. Bad maths. I've done bad um, maths. I've done 26. 26. 26. I'll let you change it. I'll let you change it from game week 26. Still wrong. 26. Um, I'm going to say 7 from 32. 7 from 32. Ben? I'm going to say 7 as well. Mm-hmm. But it was after the Salford game. Whatever week the Salford game was. Salford was roughly game week 39. Telling. Telling. That's what I was trying to work out. It wasn't out. 30, you because what? that was like, because that would, 39 would be six games for the end of the season. So oh, <laughs> seven yeah. games would be 47. <laughs> for all these cop. Com- Cup competitions. Well, what? Sorry, in. Ned. <laughs> cup competitions. <laughs> you know, you've been doing your time off. Welcome to Fools, Mark. <laughs> so, what game week are you saying, Ben? Uh, game week 34. For anyone uh, keeping score, by the way, all the panelists did get a point for saying game week two, because uh, I did say it was a two point question in the previous one. Uh, Mark? So winless this is, is it? Winless. Longest winless run this season. How many games and from what game week? Where's your phone, Mark? (laughs) (laughs) Is it it in your right hand? (laughs) (laughs) He's got one of those Polaroid cameras that you can't see the screen. (laughs) (laughs) With the telly, but you know. Um, <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. It's either going to be at the beginning when we were drawing all the time. Ooh. Oh, look at that. He's made him think now. And I'm trying to think when we played Rochdale because we're now our first win. Rochdale was our first win. So it's either that or when Morris came in, surely. That's right. I've got I've gone on Morris. Yeah, I've got Morris. I'd say after the Sulphur game. Mark. Uh, Hurry up, Mark, for fuck's sake. It's <laughs> <laughs> all this shit over, isn't it? Um, all right, I'm going to... get messages from Joe soon. Tell him to hurry up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Indecisive <laughs> bastard. Um, Sorry, mate. You take your time. I'm just Googling the answer to the next question. <laughs> you carry on with it. But the worst thing is, you've obviously got the questions and you didn't Google them first. <laughs> I want to give you a charge ready for my home run in a minute. So FYI, I've thrown, thrown uh, my phone away now. So I'm going to go week six. Okay. And I'm going to say uh, kill, uh, 12 and I'll go six. 12 from week six. And Nick? I don't think it was when Morris first came in because he lost his first three games. But I can't remember what he did after that. Did we get red cards mm-hmm. in all of those Shit. games? No, one, one not all of them. lost the rest of them. I'm going to go week two, six. Some were awarded after the game, by the way, Pipey. Sorry? (laughs) Some cards were awarded after the game. (laughs) That's right, they were. Um, So, uh, nobody gets any points for the game week. Um, A couple of you were quite close. 
Um, but you might remember we spent some time talking about whether we were going to go 10 games without a win, but uh, then we got the win. So the answer was, in fact, nine. nine. Nobody gets the point there either. It was nine uh, nine games without a win from game week 33. Um so we had a couple of close guesses. We have week 32, week 34, but no one quite getting that one correct, I am afraid. Um, We're shit down. <laughs> I was really proud share was. <laughs> um, it's been uh, widely noted that Sol Brin made the most appearances of any player this season. Yeah. Um, but okay, how no many choice. appearances did he make, Nick? Uh, this is now in all competitions, by the way. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, he's done it. He's, he's oh, fucked no, everyone no. over here. Well, we were fucked in cup competitions before Christmas, don't forget, Nick. I think Connor Brown was still around then, wasn't he? So how many appearances did Sol Brin make? Fifty one. Fifty one. Okay, Mark. Fifty one. Fifty one. Uh, ben. Fifty one. <laughs> Shit, house move up, Ben. No, no, we didn't. I I'd explain. Ned. I was going to say fifty three, but. Fifty three. Okay. Woody. I don't recall him playing in any cup matches, so I'm just going to go forty six. Just say he played all the league games. Um. Nobody got it correct. Is it 50? It's 49. Oh, Ward played one game, didn't he? Thinking about it. Do you know? Oh, he didn't play against... He didn't play Walsall, did he? No, Ward played one game, I think, didn't he? Yeah, because you're trying to think. Cause there was three games in the Tim Pot paint. I don't think Ward played any games. He wouldn't have been allowed to. I'm sure he played one game. No, he played... He played because he, he, there's... We, Swindon played five cup games, which they lost all of them. Yeah, we're shit. And um, he played in yeah, all the tin pot trophy, and he and, and he and he didn't play in the paint, but he played in all three pimp tin pots, and he would have played FA Cup. Did he play against Bristol Rovers? He played in Bristol. He played all the tin pot paints. I'm not going to lie. How much I would fucking love to win a tin pot trophy right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll go for it next season. I just, I just, I just happily win. I'd happily win a fucking Timpot. Shield would he? Just, just winning games would be nice. Never mind the trophy. At this delicate stage of proceedings, uh, Mark, Ben, and Ned all on one point. Nick and Woody charging away on two. So, what was his? <laughs> how many games would he? Uh, did you tell us, Fifey? Forty-nine. 49 games um, seven no i can't tell you more um so this time it will be uh woody to go first uh, seven players got official team of the week recognition at least once over the course of the season uh bryn hutton williams khan and austin are five of them but for two points can you tell me the other two repeat the five uh, Bryn, Hutton, Williams, Khan, Austin. Woody, can you Blake, tell me the other two? Blake Tracy and Wakelin. FBT and Wakelin. Thank you. Uh, Ned? That can only be the answer. 
Um, I'm saying exactly the same as Woody. <laughs> Anything <laughs> else is wrong. <laughs> What's the question? I went to. Oh, for fuck's sake. Seven players got official team of the week entries on at least one occasion. Bryn in Hutton. Eight, in 8990. <laughs> Bryn Hutton, Williams, Khan, and Austin are five of them. But for two points, can you tell me the other two? So Britain, Hutton, Khan, and You're not Austin. getting any points for telling the ones that Fifey's already told us, Ben. <laughs> yeah, no, Britain, so, Hutton, no. Williams, Khan, and Austin are five I'm giving you. Who Wait, are the Clint. other two? Yep. And Russian, Hepburn Murphy. Oh, I shout. Lovely. Uh, Mark? FBT and Russian Hepburn Murphy. We've got the same as Ben. Yeah. And Nick? Oh, i to go with the first ones. Weight clean and uh, FBT? FBT. Well, this might surprise you, but nobody has got any points in that round. Tyree Shade. <laughs> no. The other two players <laughs> to get official entries in the League Brent. 2 player of the week, uh, team of the week was um, Brennan. What? And Jeff Cock. Who's taking these? Mr. Magoo. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can I just go back a question ago? So if no. Bryn played, I was thinking this when I was in the box. If, if Bryn's got 49, <laughs> that means there's two cup games he didn't play. What was the other cup game? Well, that would be. Um... I want to say Copland, but it's not. It's the. It would have been the Irish guy if we got injured, wouldn't it? Bram. Yeah, he didn't. No, he didn't in play in warm up though. He didn't actually. It was, it was warm down. He got. Bryn, Bryn didn't play against Crystal Palace, I don't think. Yeah, I swear. He didn't play it, was, it, 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 it would have been. Ben, stop interrupting the quiz and challenging it, and just accept yeah, well, it. Yeah, I'm correct. challenging it because I think it must be fifty because. No, I, the official no. stat that I have been given is 49. I think that's I think that me and Nick should get a point for being closest. No, oh. no, you, I think I should get a point for being the only person that said it was in the 40s. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to prove that stat was bollocks. Okay, you do that while you, like do that. Samuel, then. while you do well, that. While you do that, and it's only for fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know <laughs> the next stat. Oh, no. in, in his 49 appearances, uh, Bryn is, uh, is uh, reportedly clocked up 4,410 minutes of football. At 90. <laughs> well, surely you'd be adding something like 96. Yeah, at 96. Just to be a um, only two other players surpass the 3,000-minute mark. Now, you'll get a point for each player, and oh, whoever gets closest to their time oh, will get a bonus point. Uh, so, Nick, firstly, who are the only other two players to surpass 3,000 minutes this season? Hutton. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was going to say Blake Tracy, but he had a bit out through injury, wasn't he? So... Mm -hmm. <laughs> But they've all eight, been out through bloody injury. Um, do 
Johnny Williams. Good shout. Who went to the World Cup for a few weeks? Yeah, but still, well, I can't think of anyone else. Uh, how many minutes do you think Hutton played? So, how many did Bryn play? 3,000? Uh, Bryn got 4,410 minutes. Plus 90. 4,506 minutes. Was it your question? Shut up. <laughs> um, we've, had so, we've had someone come in to justify the stats of any left warning goal versus Palace. 4265. 4265 for Hutton. And how about Williams? 4120. 4120. Lovely, thank you. Uh, Mark? Yes, yeah, I'm sure it's definitely Hutton, and I'm sure I saw it somewhere the other day. I think it's around the 3,800. Gav's got involved as well, by the way. Huh? Uh, Ward played twice, one pizza, one league cup. Stand corrected. Sorry, Fifey. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, Mark, did you give a time for Hutton or were you predicting your second player? No, I was rudely interrupted, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, we I have mean... to interrupt every now and then just to remind Ben that he can be a prick. Oh, mate, I did it myself <laughs> earlier. I can't do it. Um, it's definitely Hutton, and I'm sure I saw it somewhere. It, I'm sure it's something like 3-8 or 3-6. So I'll go 3-7. <laughs> The other one I'll go exactly. With. Are you going to give me points for the closest? Closest, closest gets the point. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go three seven then. That's in the middle, isn't it? Okay. Or something spit out of me. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Ned and Woody waving. <laughs> and I'm last. <laughs> I reckon it's got to be Wakelin. Oh, yeah. you bastard. You know, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> you to say the same. <laughs> so you're going wait, Clint? And I'm trying to think. I'm trying to do the maths now. This is riveting listening for those on audio only from oh, tomorrow. Oh, you can fucking hear me. Turn your background music. I'm not sure if this works, but I'll try it. Hang on. Let me turn the background music down so it's quiet, but loud enough to hear. Uh, acoustic cinematic? Much worse than that, How's that? That's far too therapeutic. All I want to do is do it. How about this one? June. It's much more chaotic than that in my head, mate. Honestly. <laughs> I'm going to go wait in 3-5. 3-5. Lovely. Uh, ben? Ooh. All right. Clayton. Clayton, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Don't stop. <laughs> if that's Ben dead, it's not positive enough. <laughs> Stop it! You be true. Um, wait. Uh, music, Fifi. 
<laughs> Is that your make-out music? Yeah, this, one's, this one's called Feeding the Ducks. Fifey's Makeout Mixtape 1. <laughs> so Clayton and Wakelin then. What, what times are you no, no, I've got, I've, got, I've got Wakelin. I'm not sure the other one yet. Um... Oh yeah, Clayton and Wakelin is what I've given them to. Oh no, Clayton and Williams. Clayton and Williams. For fuck's sake. Um, Clayton and Williams. And uh, Clayton is, I'm going to make something up, 3,400. Johnny Williams, 3,700. Okay, thank you. Uh, Ned? Um, I Unfortunately, Mark, I'm going to be copying a lot of what you said because you sound it, it sounds very very good um that was a compliment Ned. yes yeah, it's, it's a massive Thank compliment you at the mind. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say wakelin uh jesus christ um 3642 lovely yeah and round down to the nearest five all right 45 then <laughs> no, which, which technically wouldn't be the nearest five but okay okay <laughs> um uh i don't know divine maybe uh right sorry not on the pitch bless him poor soul uh i yeah i'm gonna go with hutton and i'm gonna say three eight six five and finally, Woody. My boy, Wakelin. Yeah. He's, 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 he had a lot of substitution time, so I'm going to go 3180. 3180. Just a And then Hutton. <laughs> uh, and then Hutton. Yep. So we've had 3700, 3800. Fuck it, I'll go 3900. Three nine hundred, lovely. Ooh. Okay, so um, I can confirm that the two players in question were Hutton and Wakeling, uh, which means Nick gets one point, Mark gets two points, no points for Ben, uh, and then two points each for <laughs> Ned and Woody. Now the time, the all important timings. Um, Hutton. Played 3,935 minutes, which means bonus point for Woody. Oh! Oh! Wakelin <laughs> played 3,150 minutes, which means another bonus point for Woody. No! Oh, Did no! Actually... Did he actually play 3,150? Yeah. Go well, up, Woody knew. Woody knew. Woody knows his Wakelin. Woody knows of Wakelin. It's Wakelin, isn't it? Okay. Oh, boy. Don't fear, though, guys, because there is a three-point question now coming up. Make Woody go first. Woody is first. <laughs> um, three players made one appearance this season. Uh, one competitive appearance for Swindon Town. <laughs> Is this league and or just league? This is all competitions. Three players made one <laughs> made one appearance. Can you tell me those three players, Woody? Reese Devine. Devine. Competitive appearance. Is this including Wiltshire? It does Wiltshire class as a competitive fixture? 
No, that's the no, paint trophies. Does that include? If it classes as a senior men's appearance, it's on the list. Towards that. Towards that. Oh, who's the other young? Who's the young defender? The one that came up for the academy. Minter. No, the other one. Oh fuck! Is that the one, double barrel? While, while, while Woody thinks, do you know what I'm really disappointed yeah, at? Just thinking back to the retained list, that we what? don't get to chant "Feed the cow and he will score" anymore. No, he's gone. We didn't get to chant that anyway. I never seen him play. Oh, we we tried to chant it at Warsaw in the League Cup. <laughs> how would that go? How the song? Feed the cow. Feed I'm going. Cat. I'm going. Cow meadow because I can't. Feed the cow and he will score. Oh, when he got sucked <laughs> off, me and Mark were mooing at him. Mm. Gonna... <laughs> you got shut the fuck up. I'm gonna go cow meadow. <laughs> but I think it's a double. I think it's a double double barreled name, but I can't remember. The name. I know I it is. Okay, uh, Ned. I'm going to say Divine. Divine? Wynn Davis. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. it. Wynn Davis. And I'm going to say Tank. Tank. Lovely. Oh. Ben? Wycliffe Young. Wynn Davis. <laughs> Wycliffe Young. <laughs> <laughs> that name was in my head. We said Wynn Davis. Just because he danced. Is that, is that the same as uh, uh, Morphe Richards? Richards. <laughs> and, and George and George and George in November and, and Ian Dolo. Yeah. Yeah. November. Fifty-five-year-old centre back Ian Dolo. <laughs> so you've gone Win Davis. Win Davis. Um, Dorzak and I'm going to try and think of his name. Is this the, the, that that guy that's like 16 and built like a brick shit house? Carney. No, not. Carney. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a ball boy. <laughs> no, that. Oh, is it Smith? What's his surname? Smith. <laughs> Tom Smith, the ginger midfielder who left us about a decade yeah. ago. <laughs> <laughs> He's about 30 now. <laughs> um, what a player he could have been, by the way. Yeah, Tom Smith. Kept he's a, everyone loved him, didn't they? Um, yeah, that centre back that I'm trying to think of that's quite young, that's a member on the coaching team, son. Okay. Oh, um, oh, you know um, Hart, Sonny Hart. Hart, Taylor Sonny Curran. Hart, yeah, Hart. Taylor Zach, Zach <laughs> Mm. So, or in your case, Zach McCreechan. <laughs> <laughs> Zach McCreechan. Uh, okay. Mark? Uh, Canu. Yeah. Yeah, because I made a joke about it because it had been pissing down with rain. And I remember him being on the bench and he came on Dwozak Divine. Canu, Dwozak Divine. And Nick? Canu played twice, I think. Win Davis, <laughs> Drozak, and Dabry. Mo Dabry, could it? Yeah. Yeah, I thought Dabry first. Okay, so I can confirm that there have been some points. So Tom Win Davis is one. Yes. Well um, Sunny Hart is another. Yeah. 
But the third player, which I'm quite surprised nobody thought to mention, so no points for the third one. Oscar Massey. Oh, come on. I didn't even know you played. Yes, I think he got one rogue. What's, what's an Oscar Massey? Yeah. 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 So that's rarer uh, than divine. One point for Nick, none for Mark, uh, two for Ben, uh, one for Ned, and only had none, none, for Win. none for Woody. If only had remembered Win Davis's name. Um, three more questions, lads, and then you are done, and you can go and you can leave. Um, how many? How many players? were used in competitive fixtures by Swindon Town this season. Now, if anyone remember, we all joked that we've got the longest fucking back page of a programme for <laughs> players in the squad. But how many players have played? Uh, now, actually, I have to put the caveat in here before you all get carried away with your numbers. This is in terms of players that ended the season at Swindon. So Gladwin isn't included, McDonald isn't included, etc. How many players played in the season that finished with us? Yes. Right. Uh, And we start this one with Nick. Does it include Bryn? 27. He's still here. Lone players count, yeah. Yeah, okay. 27. 20, 27. Okay, Mark? He's just counting. <laughs> He's just reading one of his programs. Two. <laughs> Three. 29, I think. 29? Ben? Um, I think it might 20... be off. Four. 24. I say 24. Did you um, say it's league games only? No, I said all competitions. Okay, I'll go with 25. And Woody? As, you, as it includes a pot, paint pot trophy, I'm going to go 31. 31. Um, so I'll let you guys decide. Do, nobody got it right, by the way. Mm. So do we give a point to the person who got closest? Yes. Yes. Yes? yes. In which case, Woody gets another point. Hey, what well up, Woody? How many? Uh, the, the, the actual... 29. Eh? He said 31, I said 29. Yeah, but yeah the and answer... the answer's 47. The, but... answer was, the answer was 41, Mark. <laughs> And only 12 of them turned up for the supporters' dinner. <laughs> True. Okay. You can have one on your table. I mean, Gav, Gav, uh, I didn't flash this up to give any hints, but Gav did say higher. In the chat, if anyone was paying attention, I went, I went for the fact that I'm pretty sure they maxed out on their changes, and we actually faced a fine, didn't we? On one of the paint tro- trophy ones, we got fined because we changed like nine players. All right, so well, you don't think you weren't that close. 
There was very, very little, um, in in fairness, between our end result at home and away in terms of points gained. It was actually very close. But my question is, did we earn more points at home or away, Woody? Away. Away? No, home. 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 Sorry. Home. Home? Sorry, I okay. meant to say home. Ned? Uh, away. Away? Ben? It's either home or away. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> it's the tie. Oh. I'm going for home. Home. Uh, Mark. Home. Home. And Nick. Home. Home. Uh, so only Ned went away, and he was wrong to do so. Oh. The answer was home. Um, the figure. to be fair. Um, I would have to double check it because I didn't write it down. I just circled which one it was. But the points difference was around five, I think. The difference in points earned at home to away wasn't a great deal at all. Yeah, we just crap it. So going into the final question, uh, Nick is on five. Mark is on four. Ben is on five. Ned is on four. And Woody is on eight. So, so I'm going. I'm going to congratulate Woody, oh. and then just for just for fun, I'm going to say the final. The final question is worth five points. Does that mean everyone still has a chance of winning? Yes. Yes. I've five points for the final question. I've been winning. Now, as we as we've established, <laughs> Swindon Swindon Town have used a number of players across the season. Uh, a vast number of players. And that doesn't even include the likes of Gladwin, McDonald, etc. My question, however, similar to what I asked Alice earlier in the show, is how many players started game week one, but also started league game 46? Ooh. Nick. Who, how many started game week one, but also started game week 46? Four. Four. Uh, Mark? Uh, hang on. <laughs> it ain't many, is it? I don't think. Okay. That's eight. So get points for that. <laughs> saying not many yeah uh, I might give you half a point if it's right five five Ben four four Ned three three Woody two started Started both the first and the last league game of the season. Uh, I would have said three. I would have said three, but Johnny Williams played against Harrogate and he didn't start in the last game. So I'm going to go two. Two. Uh, I can confirm 
that the correct answer to that question is in fact two. Two. Bryn and, Bryn. Bryn and Hutton are the only two players to right. have started both games. Uh, I was, uh, we that had, tells we you had, how much we changed our squad. We had McCurdy and Adeloy up front to start we did. with. I think we had Baldry and oh, who was the lad who got the concussion? Brennan. 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 He was. He started. And McDonald's. The they team. were in a back three. Yeah, Reed played. He was shite. He Ian Dolan. Really bad that game. Left wing back. No. no. Johnny Williams was pretty bad. Hutton actually played left wing back, I believe. Did it? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember. Right back then. No. 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 Shade. Shade. Yeah. Shade yeah. I. Yeah, Shade started the first few games, didn't he? He did. Yeah. And then yeah, he realised he was he, shit. Lavinia hadn't signed then, had he? No, Lavinia hadn't signed then, I don't believe, no. Mm. That was when Harrogate like, did a job on McCurdy, to be fair. An absolute so there job you go. Only two players started the first and the last league game. Which means in in devastating fashion. Uh, Fools Russians, uh, you know, local quiz expert, uh, has won again. Five point finish, that will pretty much now conclude our, our season reviews episodes. Uh, as I said, on Friday, uh, we are joined again, uh, by fans of Carlisle and uh, Stockport. Uh, before we do a, a Swindon Town-related playoff quiz, um, and then uh, and then it's Bank Holiday Monday, and fear not, Fools will be back on then again with our end-of-season alternative awards that were previously postponed for our three and a half-hour mammoth episode the other week, uh, among other things. Um, a big thank you to Alice joining us for the Swindon Town Women's Season Review. A thank you to you guys for all joining in. Uh, tonight very much appreciate your time and a big thank you to everyone who's watched along joined in the conversation and to anyone listening afterwards on audio only we've been fools rushing we will see you on friday until then wishing you all uh, a great week and very very good night take my hands take my Can't help falling in love